This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, you, you're watching another episode of the Osho Podcast. It's episode 501. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the man himself, ladies and gents, Floyd Money Mayweather, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. So head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. We're also sponsored by... BetOnline.ag, you can sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code capital BLEAV50. Again, Tom Brady announcing he is back for season number 23, much to the dismay of New York Jets fans around the world. Even though he's out of the division, they still are pretty pissed that he's back, but we're sponsored by BetOnline.ag. You had to throw that out there. We're also presented by... Uh, Eat Clean Phoenix, Arizona's number one meal delivery service, Tuesday through Sunday. So head on over to eatcleanphoenix.com for more information. We have Adam Black, or not Adam Black, according to your Instagram. Don't be fooled. Like, what the hell is all that about? Uh, See, I am Jack O'Hara. You're not Adam Black. Yeah, yeah, just just polar opposites over here. But you know what? I went with it. Uh, wasn't too creative with the name. My first, ever, my first ever online name was my Yahoo account when I was really? at 11. And it was Archer Boy ninety four. <laughs> the stupidest name. Archer Boy. Yeah, yeah. My first, like, my right. first um, Xbox gamer tag was Jack Rocks eleven. R O X. Yeah. Eleven. That's a good one. That's a good one. No, That's... it is not. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it was Ogletree ITC because I'd always play Madden growing up, and Kevin okay. Ogletree was like the most irrelevant wide receiver on the Cowboys at the time. He was like one of their fourth string wide receivers, and I'd always use him. And it was just like stand it, for, it was just like Ogletree. an inside dro- joke. So Ogletree ITC in the corner. I'd, like always, I'd always find him in the back corner of the end zone. That's good, man. That's uh. By the way, the whole the whole Tom Brady thing, not a ridiculous. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, scoot up a little bit. Okay, so video. you can see yourself on the screen there. there yeah, yeah. No, am I in it? In frame? There Good you deal. go. Yeah, no, not not a fan. I'm a. The first team I ever got into was the Packers. Get, really? was, yeah, my best buddy at the time. My family didn't watch pro that much. Like we're an Auburn family yeah. for uh, NCAA. Um, big Rogers fan. That's very controversial yeah. these days. People don't like him. I I still like him, you know. And I was not happy to see. To see Brady coming. Well, here's back. the thing. I grew up a Cowboys fan, yeah. and I'm like, okay, like the Rams are going to be a problem in the NFC, but that's basically yep. it. Who knows what the Cardinals are going to be with the whole Kyler situation? Yeah. Other than that, people are restarting. Like, if the Packers trade Rodgers, we're good. Hell, if Sean McVay leaves the Rams, they could be in turmoil. If Aaron He's Donald talking retires, like early retirement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why? Well, I, I guess both Aaron Donald and him are coming back, and yeah. now Rodgers resigns with the Packers, and then yesterday the bombshell that. The Buccaneers are back on the island of relevancy because yeah. Brady's back for a 23rd year. They basically retained yeah. everyone. Yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, whatever. I Let's should be happy because I'm from South Florida. But, you know, it, there's much, there wasn't much to uh, root for with the Dolphins. 
the entire time. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so, like, what are you South do? Florida, let's learn a little bit more about Adam sure. Black. Sure, sure. Grew up in South Florida. I grew up in a, a homestead, which is uh, the place that was destroyed by Hurricane NASCAR's Andrew. NASCAR's infamous. Yep, NAS- yeah. that's about it. We're Exit 5 of US-1. I'm sure there's a couple, but we yeah. are like the original Exit 5. Five more, you're in the Keys. Right. So, like, southernmost tip. Town got destroyed about 30 years ago from Hurricane Andrew. I'm always going to rep 305, but not the best place, you know. So when so. did you come out here? Was it for school, or have you been out here? No, no. I moved out here uh, July of last year. So I've, no I've moved, way. I've moved a bunch. I've moved a bunch. So we already talked New York. We talked Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this Bombing is... Bombing all over the place. This is the whole set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the whole setup. So grew up there, turned 18. I didn't want to go to a Florida college because yeah. I just wanted to do something new, go to yeah. a place I didn't know anybody. So I moved to Birmingham, lived with my grandma, and worked like two, three jobs at the same time. Got in-state residency. Went to Auburn for four years. Did summers over in South Florida with the family. Um, then I did Houston for a year, Baltimore two, uh, Brooklyn for one, and then I came out here in July. So just kind of hop skipping. Do you think that benefits you, or do you, would you yeah. ever rather had a childhood where it was more stable? Uh, I mean, I, I got the full 18 years, you know, yeah. so my parents are missionaries. I actually almost grew up in Cuba. Oh, that's Cuba. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it was a different setup, and I do comedy, so a bit of a disappointment, but, you know, what are you going to do? So. As of right now, maybe, but in a few years, wait, wait till it hits. Yeah, when I start making many, more than 20 how many, bucks. How many stories have you heard where parents were like, yeah, my son's uh, doing stand-up, he's going to tell Love jokes it. for a living. My mom just saw my first jokes one month ago. Because she, I didn't even know she's on Instagram. Apparently, she's been following me for years. Had no idea. So she saw a joke. And, I mean, look, I love, I love my parents. Love everything about them. They're phenomenal parents. But I have a joke uh, about Superman coming out as gay. And it's, it's, if, if anything, it's like a pro-Superman joke. I was like, honestly, who gives a fuck? You know, yeah. like, it's a comic book. She saw it, though, and I used some choice language. And oh, God. I got a call from my yeah. dad, and I was like, hey, just did a 10-minute set. It was fun. He's like, yeah, about comedy, by the way, son. God. <laughs> and I went through the full ring. I'm 27. God. But what are you going to do, man? What are you, his parents? Dude, the first, the first set I ever did was about my family. So yeah. all Jersey, all Boston, right? And I basically just amplified it to make them all seem like batshit fucking insane. Yeah, well, they and, are from Jersey and Boston. And so my, it's be a my little dad's bit. like, loved it. You know, like, you had yeah. to do what you had to do. My mom, yeah. on the other hand, like, wouldn't talk to me for a few days. My grandmother, my grandmother hated it. Really? You know, it's like, what? This, this isn't, this is nuts. This doesn't represent us. Interesting, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I had to make it funny. Like, yeah. you go up there to make people laugh. Definitely, yeah. That's um, I. That's one thing, and you'll start getting it the more you do, like, comedy and yeah. stuff. Uh, almost everybody and their mother, like, anytime, they, like, they find out that I do stand-up, they're like, oh, I bet you've done jokes about me. I'm like, honestly, yeah. I never did the family stuff. Like, at some point I will when I kind of figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, man? The whole, it, like, we're here for giggles. Like, that's, like, the way I look at, at comedy is I'm like, okay, I'm a clown. Like, I go up on stage yeah. to make people kind of forget a little bit of their day. What are you going to do, dude? Sometimes you, you get shots fired at you. You roll with the punches. You have a good time. You know? See, that's the thing that I, I always worried about. Like, the first or second time I did it was, like, if I say something and someone, like, comes at me, how yeah. am I going to be able to adapt and, like, make a joke out of that? Yeah. Because that's what, that's what separates you. It's tough, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple, like, I've had a couple jokes where, like, I, I used to do a competition in Baltimore occasionally. It's called yeah. Run the Lights, which is a tough type of one because you get, like, you get, like, three minutes and then after that, if the crowd doesn't like you, they flash you with their phones. So you That's just start seeing phones illuminate, like, your face. 
as they're like, nah, get off. And, uh, and I went to one, and there wasn't much of a crowd. There's maybe, like, 15 comics, which is not a good crowd, and then, like, seven people that were actually there for the show. Yeah. And I, and I used to do this one, like, when I was younger in college, I'd do, like, a little bit of acting, honestly, just to make whatever money I could. And I love TV and film, so I love seeing how everything operates, right. stuff like that. So the whole premise was I, I literally only had, ever had two lines. One was this Nickelodeon show from a show called Talia's in the Kitchen, which horrible naming, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why they suck Almost with that. Almost half the show is on Nickelodeon. Dude, it's like, it was who, bad. Who it was a telenovela. Yeah. Some of the shows are really good, too. And oh, of course. Like, well, the, the name doesn't really make sense at all. Yeah. I mean, Talia's in the Kitchen was about like a seven-year-old girl who was a professional chef. Yeah. You know, not a good whole premise, whatever. And the naming... I don't know if you want to say, hey, get back in the kitchen to leave. You know what I'm saying? It's a horrible horrible setup. And my entire line was, oh, in the soup of the day. And I was like 23 playing the part of like a (laughs) 15-year-old. And the whole cast was like 13. And I was like, why? Like, I'm getting typecast as like this younger looking, whatever. It doesn't matter. The only other line I had was this show on this platform called Black Pills. And so Black Pills was something where somebody, like, invested, like, $100 million to do short shows. Um, they've done, like, one or two. They always fail. All these platforms fail. And it was called Duels. And the whole premise of the show was, what if dueling was legal again? That was it. That was, it was just like that. And it was, like, these two guys in high school decide to duel because one guy was, like, a piece of shit to his, yeah. like, girlfriend. My one line was, I was, like, a henchman of the bad guy in it. Which, I don't, again, don't know. And my line was, yeah, and if you win, you can make him your slave. Yeah, I, first of all, I was saying it to a white guy. It's a white guy. It was bad. The director was a French guy. And I distinctly remember going up to the guy and being like, hey, listen, man, what if I just call him a bitch instead? Like, you see what I look like, right? Like, I, look like, I look like what Hitler wanted, dude. Don't let me. I was like, don't let me say this line, you know? And so the whole premise of the joke was, like, I've been typecast this line. Like, the bitchiest line ever, you know, yeah. oh, in the soup of the day. And then the other one is, I'll make him your slave. <laughs> you know, I was like, it was horrible. And this one lady thought I was, like, pro saying that. She just yeah. goes, uh-uh, no, and it starts flashing me. And I was like, no, you don't get it. I'm on your side. Like, I literally talked to the director. It was like a 22-year-old kid, never really worked in anything yeah. acting. He was like, can I just call him your bitch? <laughs> like, is that okay? And, and he was like, no, I like the line. <laughs> so when I do this bit later, when I do stand-up later on in my life, like, I don't want old ladies yelling at me. Yeah. It's well, like... It's like, what are you going to do? It's just going to Like, happen. when cancel culture comes around, like, I can't call people slaves, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, 22-year-old me saw that I was going to make 400 bucks a day, so I was like, I'll take the paycheck, but please don't yeah. make me say this. I could totally be like, oh, yeah, I was on Henry Danger. I'd be like, yeah, I, I believe you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was... Here's what's funny is, like, I knew that it wouldn't go well, like, whenever they did the thing. The only time, this is one of the only times I've ever seen it in an actual show. Yeah. When I say the line, they, I say it, and the frame was from behind my head. They didn't even show my face. And I was like, I've never even seen it. I was like, yeah, I told you guys. It's so disappointing. Don't, don't let me say this on there. And they stuck with it. But That's you so know. disappointing. You, you want to pursue any other further acting stuff? And I'll uh, ask you to come closer one more yeah, time. I don't know. Like still out? Still out? There you Better? go. Are Better? you afraid to be on camera? No, no, I love it. I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously I'm a pro. Didn't you hear from those two lines? Dude, you are a Nickelodeon. Working actor. <laughs> Working actor. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. Uh, I like stand-up. Stand-up's fun. It, it's a weird yeah. thing because it's, you're like a one-man island, so you either live by your merits or you die, you know? And I've always liked that. It's, it's just, 
I don't know. You can't really go into it with ego. I like that idea of just, like, jumping in there. Like, oh, yeah. hey, man, I'm just trying to have a silly goose time. Life's, life's rough. I've been sad before, you know? And I grew up in an area where I was, like, I was, like, the only guy that looked like me. Because, like, South Florida is, like, mostly, like, Latino. Like, it's just different. It's just, it's, it's not, not a bunch of, like, Anglo population. And my parents were missionaries. So, like, yeah. all they would do is play, like, worship music in the house. And then I went to, like, a pretty rough school. My school, the fire alarm caught on fire at one point. I'm not even lying. You know the blinking, the, yeah, the blinking yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. That's how ghetto my school was, dude. It was, was it, was, it was a weird place. So I just get, like, ripped in school because I was such a dork as a kid. And, uh, and so, like, I just had to learn how to, you know, shoot back, you know, like, have a fun time. And, and like, it was fun, man. Like, that's, that's what you do as, like, a, like a young. I kind of hate how people say, like, oh, you shouldn't say that, whatever. It's like... Yeah, if you go at it with bad intentions, and there's a few things you definitely should never say. But otherwise, dude, any working class guy, like I grew up doing landscaping in July in, like, in South Florida. Yeah. It was brutal. And it's yeah. like all those people, like I was working with like, like, you know, me, like Latino guys, like black dudes, like these guys from Haiti. Like I worked with this 67-year-old guy from Haiti that could outwork all of us and stuff. And we just rip each other because it's fun because life sucks when you're doing a yeah. labor job. You're doing whatever. The, the least PC people you'd ever meet in your life. And we're just saying wild stuff, you know? And it, I don't know. That's what, whenever people jump in and are like, like, oh, you can't do these jokes. It's like, dude, you kind of, you probably grew up in like kind of a privileged yeah. lifestyle. Cause like if you work your way up, you're just having a goof, right. man. We're not. It's like the double edged sword of like telling a really inappropriate joke that doesn't hit, then it's like, okay, just yes. didn't hit. Or if it hits and the crowd is just like, so like anti yeah far left like you can't say anything like that yeah you're done yeah canceled I, I think the best spot is like somewhere in the middle you know yeah. it, it's like hey listen just know that i'm coming at it from a good spot and then then there are some people that say really messed up stuff and it's like hey man not a good joke you know and that's i think that's the merit of like stand-up comedy because there's like comedy reviewers which i think is the stupidest thing because it's so you, subjective. Anybody what, could... You get reviewed on stage. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the whole thing. That's, that's what's unique. I don't know of any other thing where you're supposed to get immediate feedback. Maybe theater. But even then, it's like... It's not like they're doing constant jokes. It's not one person up there unless they're doing a monologue. Dude, I was watching, like, you know, some of Bill Burr's best stuff. Yeah. Of him talking about, Great like, legend. you know, like, oh, being a mother is the most difficult job in the world or something yeah. like that. Like, telling that bit, like, 20 years ago yeah. at bars and it wasn't hitting. I'm like, that joke is hilarious. It's great. And it's, like, one of his best bits ever. He yeah. just kept using it and probably kept working on it and working on it. Yeah. To a point where it was one of the best bits he's ever done. Exactly. No, I mean, I mean that's, I think, the Chris Rock bit. Like, the Chris Rock yeah. bit of, like, difference between black people and Edward or whatever. It took him, like, two years to figure it out. Yeah. But, again, it's not coming from a hateful spot. He's just like, some people are wild, some people aren't, you know? Right. I mean, so, you performed in multiple different cities, so you could probably yeah. have a better understanding of, like, some jokes hit here, does not hit some here at all. Some over there, yeah. Phoenix, I feel like, is all over the place. Phoenix is because... there's people from all over the place. There is, which makes it good. So one of the reasons why I came here, for, like, from New York, like, I kind of found from moving from spot to spot to spot... I like, a, I like a kind of a centrist state because you yeah. get people that are way out there, way out there. Most of the people are kind of in the middle. Those are the guys that are just like, hey, man, we're just here to have fun, you know? We're here to have a good time, all that kind of stuff. But, like, when I was in New York, the people that police the comedy scene more than anybody else were the open micers, were the comics. 
Like the crowd could like a joke, and then someone would come up behind and be like, hey, man, you can't say that, not, not at this mic. And it's like, first of all, not even a wild joke. Second of all, the people liked it, man. What are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's like you're setting a stage where nobody can succeed except for whatever like kind of idea, you know, ideology you got. It's like that's – it's just boring, dude. Politics gets real boring after a while. Oh my, I mean, growing up back east in the tri-state area, like everybody's just negative all the time. Whether yeah. they want to see it or admit it or not, like yeah. looking at it from an outside perspective, visiting like once a year now, yeah. people are just so entitled. People are – they hold grudges. That's, that's the worst thing I've yeah. noticed. Like, I know East Coast people out here that just hold grudges. It's, I think he said it's, it's, it's kind of a rougher environment, you know, cold yeah. winters, you know, it's a little People bit... People are just in bad moods for six months. Cutthroat with, like, business, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, I, I think that's what it gets. And so you get really funny guys. Like, you get guys like Tim Dillon coming out from, like, Long Island. Like, yeah. like the ultimate just ranter. That's great, you know. But he's also, again, he's kind of center. Like, he'll make points for every side. Or he'll play devil's advocate. Like, that's the funnest thing. Say wild things and just have a good time with it. That's what makes him probably one of Joe Rogan's best guests. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. he, he talks about anything and everything, and he can make a joke about everything and anything. Yep. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if you watched the show, but he just put on an episode called uh, Dear Vladimir, where yep. he writes a letter to Vladimir yep. Putin, and he's just like, see, I'm a big proponent of, of uh, strongly worded letters. Clearly, it's <laughs> stupid, you know, but, but it's funny, you know? Dude, it's, he's hilarious. I mean, we're going to have him on the show in the next few months. I'll invite really? you out for that one, just so we can get, like, a big Zoom call together. That'd be awesome. Especially man. with, like, young and upcoming stand-up people who want to learn sure. and just yeah. be around the guy. Yeah. Just bring up different scenarios from all over the place. It's like, great, what man. were some of, like, the early-on experiences for you that made you think, like, I could be a stand-up comic because I went through this? Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always kind of make that joke because I had, like, such a good, like, I had real loving parents, great parents, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I think it was just growing up in, in the school that I was. I mean, again, I get ripped on all the time. Like, like, one of my jokes is I talk about when I was, like, 11 years old, I busted out half of my front tooth playing uh, football. Yeah. I hit a park truck, which is <laughs> horrible. I went to Breadbasket Pass, caught it, smacked my face right into the truck. But what happened from there is there's this girl named I shouldn't say her name. There's a girl in my class. <laughs> Sorry, almost did it. My I don't bad, think she's going to watch. I mean, no, she won't. A girl named Khadijah Gordon. You, Khadija. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sure she's a lovely lady now. But every time I'd answer a question in class, she'd stand up and say, bitch, shut your escalator two-flipping ass up. <laughs> At 11, man. Like, that was, like, the level of just beratement. And I was, like, I was like a fat, chubby little kid, short, buzz cut. Like, my front tooth, we'd get, we'd, I'd get, like, a filler, but it'd pop out all the time. So my teeth just went like that. And I lived life like that, man. I had... Thick Coke bottle glasses, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the only way I could make friends, I had to just, like, be funny. So when I was a kid, I was, like, a major just goofball. And then, like, I've moved around a bunch. And it's, like, a good way to meet people, although most stand-up guys are psychopaths, by the way, which you'll keep finding out. Which, You've already told me that once. Dude, they're nuts, man. I mean, most of the people, are, especially at, like, an open mic, yeah. you get some guys that are really good, and you're like, oh, this guy's just really smart. He's really clever. He's whatever. Half the people that do open mics are clinically insane, you know? It's like, dude, you should be in an insane It's all the same stuff, too. It's like just politics, sex, drugs. Sex, right? Yeah, they don't Everybody's hitting on that. Yes. Have you you not watched the first 15 comics that have come up tonight? I'm like, do something different. Yeah. That's what won me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because the first five that went up, sex, drugs, politics. And my entire set was about how people just talk about sex, drugs, politics. Politics. Yeah. And just ripped on all the other bad comedians. And it hits with it. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was in Baltimore, this one girl went up. She's not even like a stand-up. And maybe it was like her first or second time. But she's like a just super 
politically active. I don't even know what. Yeah. She walks up and she goes, my life is a train wreck. My life is a train wreck. My life is... She's doing, like, some weird performance art. I know art. you were talking about, too. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah, and so I, exactly I walk up immediately after, and I was like, that was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> that was... What the fuck was that? You know? It's like, it doesn't... It's like, what are you doing, dude? And you get guys that are like, stand-up's my therapy. It's like, no, a therapist should be your therapy. You should, you should get help. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but... Thing is, I feel like you can't really tell, especially when you're doing an open mic at a bar, when you know, yeah. like, half the people aren't paying attention anyways... And, like, half the people are, who yep. are paying attention might not even have been there for the stand-up. Like, I, I can tell going to the Gold Margarita sometimes that people oh weren't God. even like, oh, there's stand-up comedy tonight. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, it's open mic. This is not comedy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, well, first of all, that's how you get to be a good comic. Yeah. You know, you have, you have to, to get the do reps these, these trashy shows that suck and you'll yeah. probably bomb. But if you get something with a couple laughs in it in an outdoor venue, which by, it's, it's so much tougher, too. Yeah. Like, if you do an indoor spot, it's easy. But then you go out there and you hear, like, sirens going by. And they're like, that's what happened to me. Completely lost my set. Jumped into another joke halfway through it. I hit the punchline without the setup. And I was like, oh, my God. Kill me. Like, three hours of time to get five minutes and ruined them. And I was like, man. <laughs> to be fair, I think that all 20 comics that went up there that night were not anything special. It was rough, yeah. You get a couple guys out here that are solid. You know, guys like we mentioned, like Tristan Bowling, solid, Very solid guy. guy. Very funny guy. And he'll open up for, like, uh, like I think Stand Up Live. He also, he'll do, like, Tempe Improv. But yeah. that's 70 years, man. A lot of people don't realize that. Any guy that you see on TV, probably 10, 10, years. 10 15 minimum, you know? If you see, like, the other guys, Bill Burr's been doing it 35 years. It's like Dude, He said that he level. didn't, like, hit it, like, was yeah. confident in what he was doing until four years in. Four years in, up. yeah. That's when, like, the first person taps him on the shoulder. It's like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Keep doing it, yeah. You just figure it out, man. Yeah. Like, and, that's, and that, again, that's why, like, I like meeting guys like you or, like, some of the other guys out over here because they're like, ah... Not a good set, but I'm gonna keep going. You know, oh that's what you God. gotta do. You just gotta... I got off the stage that night. Like, I'm probably gonna take a month off or something. Yeah. But then the next week, like, didn't plan on doing it, but they're like, there's still a couple of slots. I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? Put something together last minute. I was observing everybody else too. I thought that. Yeah. Like, there are some good comics that go up there and just bash all the other comics. I'm like, I'm gonna pay attention this time. Sure. And then basically, what I wanted the first five people that went up: sex, drugs, politics. No laughs whatsoever. Nothing. And it was a pretty big crowd, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm confident because then Eric Bernal, Eric Bernal, who puts on a tremendous industry comedy night at the Gold yeah. Margarita, for anybody that wants to Talks go. To you, Eric. Love Eric Bernal. One of my favorite guests on this show. But I went up there. He's like, you're the first one up next. I'm like, thank God. Because yeah. like, I know that I could do no wrong. Like I have nothing yep. to lose because nobody's laughed once yet. Yeah. The best I ever did there was when like everybody went up and just did their act. And, and just to spell it out for everybody, it's an outdoor spot. You have, like, club music in the back, cars whizzing by, and they just did their set and expected people to jump on. And so, like, the best I ever did is I just went up there and then just started ribbing everybody, you know? Like, just making jokes. Like, getting, like, like not even at their expense. It's just, like, one guy was dressed in all white. I was like, dude, you practice Santeria? You know, or whatever. <laughs> it's just, just making silly stuff. Uh, and, and like that's how it goes and the you thing just is most of that is really funny too but yeah. it just doesn't hit because people aren't in the mood to watch comedy I don't feel like Exa yeah I you mean, have to go to a club yeah I mean, I mean that's the thing like, like but you gotta get booked at a club yeah and then you gotta get good enough at the crappy show so you can go to a good show and then you can do really well like yeah. a, do like a, a great room that's so easy that's so easy you know for the most part like once you have like a, like a 5 a solid 10 things like that 
Because everybody's there. You have, like, energy. People are feeling it, you know? Exactly. But when you're outdoors, people are just hammered off of golden margaritas, <laughs> you know? Well, like, dude, last week, you should have seen there were, legit, like, literally two people there, and they were both eating dinner with their backs turned. Oh, my God. And yep. the first five people that went up, I literally just stayed for the first five. Yeah. And people, were gr- I honestly thought they were really good. Yeah. People who have... Probably the first time I think I've ever seen them in there. Yeah. Telling really good, just like making fun of people left and right. I'm like, this stuff's good, but unfortunately, it's not. It's there's not just hated. cobwebs in the back. There's yeah. nobody here. There's only so much you can do. One upside is, is, again, if anybody's trying, wants to do like stand up, first of all, all you got to do is go to a mic and sign up for the most part. Phoenix has a good scene. Like, yeah. I've, again, I've been in like a couple states, a couple different scenes. Over in Baltimore, there was like two good spots. And one was this area. And, and so this is what's nice. So, yeah, it's, it's a crappy mic, you know, whatever happens. Some days it's great, some days it's not. The place that I first started, I was, I was pretty new into comedy at the time. Um, I would get there two hours before the show started. So it started at 8 for the mic. Yeah. I'd get there at 6. I'd be the first or second guy on the list to go up. I'd get bumped 15 for the first six months. So I'd be there until 11.30, midnight, 12.30. That's frustrating. Nobody was there. And, like, it took six months to finally, like, yeah. earn, earn the stripes of just bombing and spending six hours trying to get up, go up there. And I was like, nah, this is just something I want to do. So I'll just run through it. If anything, it made me, like, more mad or, like, more geared to being like, okay, I'm going to be better next week then. Because yeah. this all sucked. Like, I had spent my entire night. I feel exhausted. I'm working. I was working, like, sales and copiers, which is a nightmare. Nightmare job or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I mean, upside up over here, there's, there's mics every night, you know. Once you start getting, like, a decent set, people ask you on the shows, things like that. So, yeah, it's not bad, you know. No, like you said, surround yourself with people who actually want to pursue it, not just the psychos yep. that go up there and just spill their guts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just lay out, like, their deepest, darkest fantasies. Like, hey, dude, you just keep that locked in. <laughs> like, that's <the laughs> like that, Thanks for sharing. That, yeah, was not, that, that, that was not funny Screaming in any into room. Screaming a pillow. Don't not <laughs> at me. In any know? room. Like, even, um, uh, I don't know her name. But I went to a club the other night, yeah. and someone was hosting, and she was just blatantly mixing in the fact that her father didn't pay enough attention to her when she was younger. Yeah. I'm like, this is so overdone. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to hit anywhere. It's just awkward silence after you're like, oh, daddy yep. issues. Great. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not unique, dude. Like, everybody, it's, the, like, the, like, the key to comedy is, is you can either do one thing. You can do a surprise. You know, you take, you take something that everybody's talking about, and then you take the opposite stance. Just to be like lawyer exactly. it, like lawyer the wrong idea, but for the funny, you know, or whatever, or lawyer a thing that everybody thinks is funny, but nobody can say. And so you just soup it up to where it's like, it's almost indefensible. You know, that's like a guy like Burr. He can go in and talk about hitting like, women. Yeah. Like, like or a mother's <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like hitting women. Like, what if she's drowning the kids? You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to hit her. You know, it's, it's like clearly nobody's advocating for real for that. He's like, but, I know how ignorant I sound right now. So I'll offer a peace offering. And yeah. He goes in the back. Back yeah. end, but yeah, he he comes up with some of the best stuff in my opinion. I mean, he's yeah. growing up on the yeah. East Coast. Like, I feel like we could relate yeah. to him a lot more. In Boston, than some people, the Boston guy. You know, those were rough guys too, and that like that scene back then. I mean, that that is what's kind of nice about some of the Northeast, at least for the most part, is like the it's so tough to make it with like comedy because there's so many guys that want to do it that it keeps you real honest. And a lot of times, unlike. Arizona's kind of a West Coast feel, you yeah. know? It's got a little bit of that where people are, like, pretty supportive. Over there, they're like, you're shit, you know? And it, you just, you feel, like, horrible up until the point, though, where if you, if you murder at a show, it's undeniable. People cannot like you. They cannot whatever. 
you did a good show. You know, yeah. that's, that's the thing. You either find out that your joke sucks in real time, just red face, like, I am dying up here. Or you kill. If the people yeah. laugh, the people laugh, you know? And as long as they're being honest, it's... I mean, early on, I feel like you just value the comics' approval above anybody else. For me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think, yeah. I I think the goal is, because there are some easy shows. And, you know, you'll see a guy that, man, I used to know this guy over in Baltimore. Just get, like, two laughs in five, ten minutes. And he'd walk off there and be like, I just murdered that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you didn't. You know? (laughs) No, you didn't. You did, just not in the way you think you did. Yeah, I wanted to shoot myself, if that's what you mean, (laughs) because that was horrible. Because I've heard the same jokes for a year, and they've never worked, you know? But, but yeah, and so that's where if you make, like, a a good crew of, like, comic buddies or whatever, they're like, they keep you humble. You know, you're just ribbing each other. You're like, dude, you ate shit tonight, (laughs) didn't you? And you're like, yeah, man, I did. Uh, You might want to take a break after after the night, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's a rough thing, man. Who, who would you say has been your biggest supporter slash mentor uh, so far? Someone that's really kind of like helped you out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say like mentor. I got a buddy named Anthony Papali. He he's from up. Uh, he's actually done some really cool shows. He's in the Coast Guard, so he's moved around oh, a lot. Wow. Like he did comedy in Bahrain when he was stationed out there. He was up in Hawaii. Um, he opened up for a guy named Ronnie Chang, who's like part of yeah. the um, part of the Tonight Show, all that kind of stuff. Um, we became best buddies. Um, and so we'd go to all the mics together, uh, stuff like that. He ended up moving to New York. I moved over shortly after mm-hmm. COVID hit, didn't work out, whatever. I'm not sad about it. But, um, but yeah. yeah not I mean, bitter at all. Yeah, but, like, that's my buddy, you know. That's, like, the guy that I would go over there. And then we will say the most outlandish wild shit to each other. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, like, that comic mindset of, like, who can say the wildest stuff and you're fine with it. And then we'll tear each other down, too. If we do bad in a show, you're like, dude, you suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're garbage, man, you know. And, <laughs> And so, yeah, that, that's the guy. I wouldn't say I have, like, any, any specific mentors. There's a guy named Jason Santiago out here, real good yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been awesome kind of showing me this scene because it takes a while to break into a scene, it you know. Does. So, so uh, probably it up over here. You Santiago's know. really good. I like Santiago. He's yeah. hosted a few times for Eric. Yeah, at yeah. His place. He's good at just going up there and riffing, having a good time, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, well, his jokes are good, get, too. you get course, that but. comfortable. Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, a lot of it is just time. That's... It, Comedy is one of those things where, like, yeah, I, like, I've actually seen a couple guys go up and do pretty good first sets, but then they start doing mics. They start, you know, they go up on a great show. Like, I saw this guy, first time ever doing comedy. He was at Stand Up Live recently. No, 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 uh, Tempe Improv. He did good. And I was like, here's the thing, man. You could do good with 120. Try doing it with six. With six people there. A lot harder to get buy-in. Because some of his stuff was, it was good. Again, you know, great for a first time. Yeah. But I was like, it's not really fleshed out. So... No. I just got booked at uh, Tempe Improv April 14th. That's awesome. Believe it or man. not. Nice. For the experience. Yeah. That's my expectation going in. I'm like, Dude, you're going to give me 10 minutes? I'll do it. It's on you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't put it on me when things go south. But yeah. I, I think it's definitely, like, if anything else, I feel like comics have each other's backs, the good ones anyway. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the thing that I didn't like about the New York scene is, like, they like guys that you didn't know would tear you down. If it's your buddy or people that you know and they're like, damn, dude, you suck, that's fine. Yeah. But when they, to like, be honest, growing up on the East Coast, I'm like, I'm used to that. Yeah, people yeah, People are yeah. assholes. A hundred percent. No, I, look, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say it's like, oh, they hurt my feelings, you know? <laughs> but it was like, again, they, they, like, wouldn't let you do certain jokes. So they, yeah. Like, you couldn't, like, I couldn't even get up at, like, certain spots because... Like, I'd show up to a mic or whatever, you get the cold shoulder. Like, it was so clicky. And I was like, what are we doing, guys? Again, yeah. like, we're clowns, man. I'd meet guys that were 
five months in, they're like, this is going to be my future. It's like, dude, you, you're not even good anywhere. Like, what do you mean? Like, maybe, and that's good, and I love the confidence. But you got to earn the stripes, you know? Like, like don't, be a, don't be a douchebag to a guy, yeah. you know, just because you don't know him, whatever. But also, it's a part of it. It makes you tougher, you know? Like, one, be supportive. Two, like, talk to me in 10 years when you're still doing it. Then I'll think. Like, yes. okay, you're committed yeah. to this. Yeah. Those are always the weird guys. I've met a few guys that have been doing it for, like, eight years, and I'm like, you should probably start a family, <laughs> you know? Like you should probably... Like, Get a nice job in insurance, you know? Yeah, lovely fella. Not good at comedy. <laughs> like, you just didn't... Uh, Work I don't know. on your credit score a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you got a three. You got a 360. <laughs> Work, pay the bills, man. Do Uber on your spare yeah. time. Don't don't be doing this, yeah. you know, but... Honestly, as a comedian, that's not a bad idea. The Uber and then spit your game, like, spit your material out to Up who's there? ever in the back seat. It's not a bad Work man. on it. Yeah, that's been my, my biggest bummer is, like, I work remote now, like, yeah. for my current, for my, like, nine-to-five job. Um, I, I don't got material with it, you know? So, so, like, now I'm trying to, like, go out a whole lot more, all that kind of stuff. But it's, like, what are you going to pick up from there, you know? Right. There, there's not a lot of material. Like, what am I going to do, talk about how my cat jumps on my lap? Like, that's, like, that's lay. Like, there's, it's it's. Do lay. you like working remotely, though? Because, like, as a stand-up comedian, it's tough because you're not interacting with people all the time. But at the yeah. same time, you don't have to interact with anybody if you don't want to working from home. Which exactly. is also really nice. Yeah, so it, 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 there's pros and cons. I can sleep in a little bit later. That's nice. Although yeah. I was working East Coast time for the first six months out Ooh. here. So I was waking up at, like, five. Yeah. So that made it tough because, like, I went through a year in New York. A bit, like, I did four mics. Two of them were on a rooftop. They were nightmares with the L train going behind me every minute in the middle of the set. And then I did two park ones, nightmares. Again, just tough. Um, it toughened me up, and it made me throw out all my old stuff, which yeah. is good. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was just tough. Like, like, I had such, like, a long layover of not doing it. Um, and then working remote. I'm in sales, so that part's, like, I'm constantly talking to people. Um, but, yeah, it's got its pros and its cons. You know, I, I can believe that. I like being out there, though. Like, I've, I've moved so much that luckily I've gotten used to, like, yeah. not knowing people in a certain scene. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it just, it's just boring. It's a little lonely at times, you know? Oh, I so, feel it, dude. I, yeah. I'm, I, next week I move into an apartment. I live with six people this last lease. I'm moving Dang. into a place all by myself. I'm yeah, like, Six that's people was nice. kind of too much, so I'm going to go in by myself. But they've all since moved out of this house into their new lease. So the final two weeks I've been alone, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> It's kind of lonely around here. Like, can yeah. I come over, guys? I'll get you a you body know? pillow for for a housewarming yeah. <laughs> gift. Marsh pillow. You're how I met your mother, guy. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, maybe a couple fat heads on the wall <laughs> of local stand-up yeah. comics, so you can just see them all day. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Santiago says. Yeah. Just early early morning motivators when you wake up. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Or you can just jump on his TikTok. He's got 19 videos a day. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see the reels on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to stay busy on social. Like me, no, I post 100%. clips of this like all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you kind of have to stay relevant, or else. Which is good. It's off. good content, you know. But that's the thing. That, like, I also know so many guys that are like Gary V said, "I gotta have 40 clips per week." And it's like <laughs> your clips suck, dude. <laughs> like, I, well, I'm that's because they're each getting you. 58 views per yeah, clip. Yeah, you know? yeah. Two likes, and one of them's their mom. You know, <laughs> it's just like, dude, I'm gonna unfollow. You have good stuff, though. I mean. That's what's funny. When I was coming on here, I was like, man, he went from having Colby Smolders, Brian Callen, the Do the manager for the Dodgers, and me. I'm like, Jack, so two steps forward, one step back. Well, to be fully <laughs> transparent, this is episode 501. You're following Magic Johnson as the 500th guest. Are you kidding me? Yes, you are. I feel like I deserve the, the 500th. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man, that's incredible, man. 
I wanted to get like a bunch of comedians for five hundred. That would be. I I was gonna reach out to one of my buddies, Michael Turner. Yeah, Mike is great, man. He's unbelievable, he's phenomenal, amazing guy too. Yeah, he's the nicest. I met him one time. I knew like one of his buddies from New York. Yeah. And he's like, reach out to Michael. I met, I mentioned him. This guy named Norlex, great comic yeah. also. He was like, hey, reach out to Michael. I was like, hey, man, I know Norlex. He's like, you know Norlex? What's up, dude? You should get on our show sometime. I was like, thanks. Like, <laughs> all, that's nice all it guy. takes, too. And a killer at comedy. Really funny. Like, he I mean, really is. He invited us. He came on the show, and he was opening up for it was him, Chappelle Lacey, yeah. uh, Blaustein, yeah. and Trevor Wallace. Yeah. And he invited us into the green room. We were just hanging out for a little bit. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, dude, anytime you want to guess. Like, he'll... Every now and then, like last week, he's just like, dude, I got a buddy, J.C. Carias, coming into town. Have yeah. him on your show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And the Why guy not? killed it. It was hilarious, yeah. too. That, see, that's the best thing. And that's what drives me nuts when I meet, like, some stand-up comics, and they're like, they, they have, like, ego. And then you see a guy like Michael. I think Michael's going to pop off in the I next really year do. or two. 100%. His show this past week, this past, this past week sucks. I think it's that. I think it might be that. Um, right, his improv show. That really knows. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's just like a, like a straight show where they have like comics up there kind of similar to kill tony but they actually give him a full set but they'll roast him in the middle yeah. of it genius good i mean i said dude he went to uh it might have been the waste management tour oh aaron Rodgers, adam Peele, aaron Rodgers about his the mustache. larry fitzgerald ass bit yeah it's 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 hilarious man i mean that guy's gonna be big so and i hope i mean he deserves it yeah honestly like i've known him Three months now. He came on the show a few months back, but yeah. like he's literally supports everybody. Dude. Just reach out to him. He's like, oh, dude, no ego. Yeah, like those are That's the people. Love, like, man. how many comedians have you seen that have you? Like, good comedians. Good, not, good. Not That's the ones what I'm that saying. Like come yeah. in and just like yeah. puffing yeah. their chest, and then they just murder in, yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, it, it's so weird. I find that in like almost every industry too. Like, like whether it be business, normally when you meet guys up at the top, you'll meet some assholes. But most of the time, they're like, they feel kind of fortunate that they're up there. They've worked their ass off to get there. Yeah. Like, I used to do, before I did any, like, speaking roles, i do extra work. When I was living in Auburn, and I'd drive to Atlanta and do that. Yeah. Dude, some of the most insane people ever yeah. that I met, they're like, yeah, man, I'm booked for this show as an extra. <laughs> I'm booked for this show. Their whole scene was them walking in the background like that. <laughs> And they're insane. And then you meet some of the oh, actors. There I am, there I am, there I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude you won't believe it, dude. I'm fucking, I'm on Swamp Monsters. It's sick, you know? Here's my scene, here's my scene, here's my scene. Yeah, and they're like ego, you know, whatever. And then you'd meet, uh, like I met, I met like uh, Ian Summerhalder from like Vampire yeah. Diaries or whatever. Nice guy. I don't know how he is in real life, but he was like nice up front. And then you meet this extra guy that's like, I'm fucking crushing, bro. He's <laughs> like, dude, you made $62 for 12 hours today. What are you talking about? Like, it, it, I don't know. And so, so same thing. That's why I love a guy that gets good. It's just nice, man. They're like, hey, man, I got fortunate. I busted my ass. Come with, you know? So Honestly, growing up on these, I saw that a lot with, like, baseball players growing yeah. up. Like, there's guys, like, our age, like, maybe 25, 26 now that are still holding on to that dream. Like, playing yeah. college ball as, like, a redshirt sophomore as a 25-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, just... It's over, man. It's over, man. You kind of missed it. He, you you had potential. Yeah. But you blew it. Yeah. It's like, look, man. There's only one Rudy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's only one guy that can work there's on the equipment movie, team. You know? Yeah. And what did he get? Like five snaps. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, and it's amazing. It's a fun movie. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Austin. But but yeah. aside from that, you know, there's I don't know. That that is one thing, dude. Everybody wants to be like a movie star, and it's like. Just get ready. You're going to take some licks, man. Yeah. And it's you get a real big chance. Get the not experience. Do it. Yeah, I think Honestly, it's phenomenal. it's fun. That's what's, like, 
it's, it's so funny to me being out of the spot like here where there's like a huge like club bar scene yeah. and I see like so many guys dressed like TikTok guys or whatever. They got like the Jesus piece or whatever. And the cocky dudes that are like 22 have never worked in their life or anything like that. And I'm like, dude, go up, up, go up and do stand up. Do five yeah. minutes, man. I want to see, I want to see that ego. What, what happens to it? Oh, yeah. You know, cause they just bomb. Like that, that's the thing when I meet guys like that, I'm like, man. I wish you just tried once. They can't you take got, the humiliation. You took the peg, dude. Yeah, yeah. You could peg down a size, you know. They're just and like just, their Instagram profiles. I did this, 100%. that, 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 that. And then like one bad stand-up brings them all the way brings back Brings them down, straight right? back, dude. You're like, we all suck, See, don't we? You know? I feel like, though, if you fail so many times, you just become numb to it. Like, who cares if you go up there and bomb? And, again, and then, well, then, it, so there's, there's pros and cons. It's like, again, that's why I think if you go up there with, with no ego and the right intentions, you bomb, you self-assess. And then you try to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then there's people that do have it. They're not, they, they, they have like no real self-conscious of being like, I'm up here for me. Like I'm doing this so I can be big or I can do whatever, which is always going to be a motivation. Who doesn't want to get good enough to where they can be big? But those are the guys that don't go anywhere, you know, because like they, they finish a show. Like again, I know his buddy, a good comic, he'll do okay. And he's like, I just murdered that. And it's like, how are you going to get better, dude? Yeah. If you can't see that you sucked, like, right there, like, how do you get better, you know? Do you um, ever look back at some of your stuff that you tape, like, all the time, I bet? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it's painful. It's yeah. painful, too. Like, I mean, there's, I've, I've had some good shows. I've, I've done a few where I did, like, really well. But for me, I threw out all the stuff that I worked on my first full year of stand-up. I was just like, it kind of worked. It was all kitschy, kind of yeah. hackish. It was, it was lame. What you'll, what you'll start seeing, like, the more you work with, like, guys that are newer in, like, stand-up, yeah. the more they talk about themselves or they rib themselves because they know they can get away with the jokes. And that's fine. It's kind of a part of the process of just yeah. getting comfortable. But normally when you see a guy like, like a Michael Turner or something like that, he'll make jokes about himself or his life, but he'll also make observations, things outwards, because you get a little bit of confidence or, like, or you get numb enough to it to where you're like, okay, I can bomb on this because I believe in this idea and I know I can make it work, you yeah. know? And so he's got a lot of terrorism jokes too. Yeah, yeah, which are real really topical good. these days, yeah. too, Michael. No, <laughs> real, real nine eleven centric. No, I'm just kidding. He makes some hit, but no, it's good. I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think I actually have one of my the one that actually worked yeah. the other night in the TriCaster. I'll play it for a second. I don't even think you could hear it. Do it. Yeah, I want to see it. Fe- you know, give me feedback on my body language. Go for it. Let's do it. All right, keep talking. And I'm no pro. All right, this is brought to you by Blue Chew. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jack just left me up over here. I'm not supposed to look at the camera, but I really want to look at the camera. How do you even pop it up from the TriCaster, Jack? I don't know why I'm asking him right now. It's a weird thing doing a podcast. This is my first time. Do we get it up? Is it up there? There you go. Okay, there we you go. You will not be able to hear it. it. You could hear it in the video, Yeah. but we can't hear it. Sure. But this was, what, two weeks ago? <clears throat> yeah. See, this is what I was saying to you. So I met you on your third time, I think, doing stand-up. Yeah. And what I was envious of was your, uh, your body language. Like, even when something didn't hit, you smiled and you kept going. Which, there's pros and cons to that. Sometimes it's good to address when you bomb. Yeah. And just play, like, play with whatever. But, like, I've been on this weird regressive thing of where I'm, like, clamming up a little bit right now, you know? I need to start walking more, honestly, just to burn calories on stage. I mean, the thing with me is that 
for the last six years, I've been podcasting. Yeah. I've been forced to talk. Yeah. The art of conversation. I'm sure. a play-by-play broadcaster for sports. Yeah. Like, I'm forced to talk, and I've gotten a ton of bad feedback in the process. Just like, yeah. what are you doing? That sucked. Like, anybody could do this. It's like, yeah. not really. Yeah. It's a lot more difficult it's than people more. make it out to be. That's You left me up over there, and I just talked nonsense for about 30 seconds. Oh, I, I heard you in there. Yeah, yeah. good. You did That's a good, good job, though. I tried. I, I don't seeing, think I've ever was, gotten up from a guest before. I'm like, oh, you better keep talking. I, I was I was addressing the bomb. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I was, literally what we were just talking about. I was, I was like, I got nothing, man. Nothing no. in, in this empty little brain socket. But um, yeah, I mean that again. That was one thing I was envious. My first ten times, my leg vibrated on stage, yeah. just trying to get used to it. Because like I hadn't done anything. I mean, aside from a Midsummer's Night Dream in sixth grade, <laughs> I hadn't been up on stage in ten in a decade. And then I, I went back on, and it was just, it was brutal. And kudos to you. Like, the first time I went up, I went up twice when I was in college at Auburn. Yeah. Ate it. I had the stupidest jokes. Nothing. I lasted, like, two minutes. You know, and, like, there's nobody really there, so it was just, like, a couple guys. There's no scene in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, I got to make I, sure I get up there when this ends. Yeah. Now that yeah. I can't hear it. Does it play through? Does it? Does the audio actually play through here? Yeah. Oh, this is. Like We're talking over play. me right now, but it's cool. Everybody knows how funny it is. Yeah. They really boned you on the lighting right there. Like there's zero well, there, lights there on you. Well, there is no lighting. <laughs> yeah, there, there is no lighting. The video is pretty good though. Yeah. My buddy Zach brought his camera. Yeah. Which is really cool. You look good in purple light. That's good. Good complexion, you know. Yeah. Wearing my puppy dog T-shirt. Yeah. I think the thing that I'm most confident about up there, like even if I am bombing, which is like 95% of the time, yeah, but like same. going up there, just walking around, yeah. uh, that one time you saw me, like I like couldn't get the mic off of the thing, so I'm like, I guess Isn't I'm just holding it. You start? Yeah. I'm just holding it. Yeah. I've tripped going up stage. It's great. Just eat shit and then walk <laughs> up there like, hey, everybody. <laughs> like, it's, it's not a great setup. Like, I, think, I think tomorrow I want to bring a stool up there, just sit down. Do it. I, um, so I, I did a thing for the longest time, like, I, I didn't know how to feel comfortable standing still, and yeah. I think I got too comfortable doing it now. Like, so I need to be, There like, are guys who, like, animated. casually, like, put their hands in their pocket and it looks good, but then you look back at the tape later and you're just like, oh, I'm frozen. I'm I frozen. paralyzed. That's a little bit, like, like, I kind of just grab the mic stand and kind of lean with it. Like, like, almost, like, a phenomenal comic, Sam Morrill, he's amazing at just standing there, but his jokes are so good yeah. that he can do it, and I'm like... I also, I want to start, like, experimenting with more, you know, like, energetic things. Because when you do a mic like this, you got to be energetic. You have to be able to engage or whatever. Because if you're just up there like, hey, guys, how's it going tonight? Yeah, yeah. How about them airplane? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to die. Shit. You're going to die up there. Uh, I brought my buddy to this one. He's, like, ultra Christian, you know? And he went in, he's like, I thought this was going to be a stand-up show. I'm like, it's open mic, man. Yeah. It's totally not yeah. the same thing. There you go. Eric's just like, truth teller. Yeah. Because I literally just, just like, called he... out everybody else. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting one. I think the best I ever did was actually kind of ribbon. Oh, there we go. Look at the, oh, look at the technology set up here. I did that all by myself. Yeah. Telepathy. That's beautiful, man. But, um, yeah, I think the first time I ever went up there... It was, uh, like, I just started off, like, the best I did on the show was ribbing Eric's poster. Because yeah. it was him. It was a poster at this show at the Golden Margarita. Yeah. But his picture was in front of another comedy place. I was like, really? he really gives a shit about this show, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know>? really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's not even his fault. He doesn't make the posters. But, but uh, I remember yeah. the first time being there. I'm like, Eric, can I, like, talk about anything? Is there... And he just laughed in my face. Yeah. He's like, 
did you hear that? And, like, he turned to his buddy Matt. Yeah. And he's like, did you hear that? And he's like, he asked if he... If there's anything that he can't talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's literally me, like, jumping on here. I was like, are there any rules? You're like, fuck no. no. <laughs> you know, no. This is, I mean, that's the best setup. You just have good conversations. I love it when really people good. ask me, like, mid-show, like, can I use a curse word? I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. And, like, my audio producer will be over here, and I'm like, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does he love it, or is he like? Because it is. It's a, a woman, too, so it's like, yeah. 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 I feel like the C word. C-U-N-T, that's the one you can't that's use. That's the one you can't do up here? I, th- I feel like there's a lot you of... You can't Joe Rogan it There's either. even a lot that. of... Um, there's a lot of girls out there that I know that I'm friends with that can be very raunchy, and yeah. they don't even like that word. Really? Yeah. Interesting. See, that, I mean, I think that, that's where, like, me and my parents were butting heads because, you know, like, super Christian, all that kind of stuff, and... and it's, it's funny just like, how you didn't fall in line into that growing up. I mean, up. I'm Christian, but, like, I just don't think... I feel like something got messed up in translation where it's like, oh, there's these words the cultish, we can't use. There's the cultish Christians, and then there's people. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, there's some Christians here because Christianity is so profound and relevant yeah. in this state and oh, in California sure. out west in general. Where, like, back east, I didn't, like, Roman Catholicism ran supreme. Yeah. And nobody really got into it that much. Like, exactly. We were a part of it, but we didn't really learn that you much You go to Mass Christ. on Easter, you know, exactly. and Easter then the rest Christmas of the days, you'd be sinning. That, <laughs> so. That's basically it. Like, I don't think yeah. my dad stepped foot in a church since, like, I was, like, 13 years old. When yeah. We were on, like, Christmas Eve. But there's so many people out here that probably wouldn't even consider you a Christian because you do stand-up and you curse yeah. and you use swear words, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he's not a firm believer of Jesus. Yeah, which, which I mean, the counter to that's like, you know, why stare at a guy with a splinter in his eye when you get a log in your own, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even using that to justify the way that I right. think about the world. I got very conflicting views. But so does everybody else. That guy casting the stone, it's like, hey, dude, you live in a glass house, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you going to, you know, the, the whole, I don't know. It, it's just funny. That's why I, I, that's what I do love about the Northeast. I love like a gritty people, and you get like a lot of Irish, a lot of like Italian, and they're just like, yeah. "Hey, who gives a fuck?" And I'm like, exactly. "I love that mentality. That's my favorite mentality. It's like life sucks a lot of the time, so who gives a fuck? We're gonna just make a joke. We're gonna you know do whatever. And those are the best people, man. Those are the people you want to go and like hang out with after work. You I mean, know? if you weren't raised in that environment, I guess you, I you didn't it. experience it. Yeah, but like for us. Like, that's all, like, that was my first bit. My, my, my uncle in Boston lost his remote. He's like, Jackie, where's the click? Are you fucking cocksucker? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I was three years old when he yeah. said that to me. But, hey, that's the bet you said that was your uncle or grandpa? Yeah. Dude, those are the best ones, though. They're fun because yep. you remember them. They, they have, like, a good time. They rib you. They're, they're, like, good to go. And that's what's funny. Like, when my parents get mad at me, I'm like, what do you want me to do, dude? I went to a school in the projects. I worked landscaping in the summers. Yep. I've moved, like, seven times in eight years. Like, you see the world. Like, it's not <laughs> that big of a deal, in my opinion. You can have differing ones. But in my opinion, I'm like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going out there and just, like, assaulting people, like, yeah. verbally. I don't do that at all. But yeah. if I, you know, if I throw out a couple F-bombs, the was, world keeps was, spinning, baby. Is that a problem with your parents growing up? I mean, or? I wouldn't do it at home, you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, throw it at them. But, like, you, like, when they first saw your comedy, they're like, let's talk about this comedy. Like, yeah. But now they're supportive, I'm No, I mean, I'm again, hoping. they literally found out like one month ago, yeah. like, or they saw my first joke. Cause I never, guys, I was like, honestly, it was almost nice. Like when they saw it and cause that's, so what happened is I was like telling my dad, I was excited. It was like one of my, one of my first 10 minute sets. Yeah. Like I can do a solid five. It's not too hard. Five's whatever. Um, and I was like, yeah, I did 10 minutes. It was great. And I was like, so stoked. 
And he was, he was like, yeah, about that. Your mom saw it. <laughs> and he's like, she said you used vile language. language. I was like, who says vile anymore? What would you say? Like, I was, shit. I was just like, I was like, ah, great. This is, I was so excited a second ago. <laughs> and, and he was like, you know, and you posted it online. You did, like, all this kind of stuff, and we're just really Everyone worried. can see that, Adam. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's, it's the... It's the internet. That's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Never post anything? And I'm not going to... What do you want me to do? Jokes about the 12 disciples? Like, like that's not... That, what, was that anymore. Jim Gaffigan? Like, why do you guys need all these followers? Jesus had 12 followers, and he did just fine. And he did just fine. Yeah, yeah. I did I did a joke that I knew they would never love. I actually never tried it, but, uh, but it was like... Because, like, biblical jokes, they've all been done, or whatever. Yeah. But then I was thinking of it, uh, and it was when... It was, like, a big, like, Me Too, and, like, like uh, you know... I think it might have been around... No, it was, it was late, later. But it, the whole premise was uh, was like, I don't understand why so many Christians uh, get mad at people that are gay. It's like, Jesus Christ hung out with 12 dudes all day uh, and, like, prostitutes. He kind of sounds like Jeffree Star, you know, or whatever. And it's, but whatever, man. You know, you just keep doing stuff. You, you can't chase your parents' approval your whole life. Like, I got yeah. a buddy who's 30, and he was, like, telling me about, like, how his dad did whatever. And I get it, man. It's traumatic but what are you gonna do live the rest of your life trying to prove this one guy who maybe has the wrong opinion no on a certain thing like you just live you roll the dice you become your own man i am not out here to prove anything to anybody but myself that i can succeed in this world yeah you know that's a good mentality that's why you have a show like Like, you can i'm telling you you can value the opinions of your parents like and i definitely do i take it into consideration 100 percent. i take it into consideration right love and respect everything that they've done for me and what they continue to do for me. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not, I don't really need your approval at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. They've always supported everything that I've done. Exactly. They've never really denied it, but like, I'm never going to get to a point where like, if you say something that's like, you're dishonoring the family by doing this. It's like, I don't think I am. It's like, first of all, hey man, our our family doesn't have that much honor. Like, they're very respected people, but it's like, we're not, like when you talk about legacy, it's like, like nobody knows who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Like what legacy? Yeah. Like our own internal legacy maybe, but like, that's not, yeah. You know, I want a little something more than that. Yeah. I mean, I might be a little bit with my dad. Cause here's what's crazy. My dad's been a missionary for like 25 years. Uh, he has like five times more followers online than I do yeah. just cause he's been around so much. He's like such a well-respected yeah. person. And I'm like, all right, I don't, don't, don't at me on posts. <laughs> I don't, like, that's the best I can do, but I got to do my thing. You know, you're good from a pulpit. I can take a mic and do stand up. Like it's a different thing, but you know, if you do good at it, it's relevant. Yeah, same shit. You both yeah. get up there, talk in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like father, like son. Yeah, yeah. He might not like that in comparison, but yes. So, you know. God, I can't believe it's only been a month since they figured out that you've been doing this. Well, they know I've been doing it, but they just saw the actual just stuff. It. I just never They They thought you were much. like Gaffigan, like clean, They wanted me to be perfect. Gaffigan. And, and here's the thing. Gaffigan's great. Gaffigan's not It me. works for him, though. Like his whole image, his yeah. body language. It's great, man. His timing. Yeah, I mean, he's a genius, and the guy knows that. Here's the thing. Dude, if I go up on stage start talking about holidays and food, people are going to be like, why is this guy that looks like a douchebag talking about <laughs> Hot Pockets for yeah. 45 minutes? Like, it wouldn't work, you know? But, I mean, unless I just had the best pizza joke, but I don't. Oh, so. my God. What are you he's, do? he's honestly, like, the only clean comedian out there that I can listen to. The only clean yeah. comedian I really know that's hit it. Yeah. Like, maybe, I can't think of any. Maybe Dimitri Martin. He's not purely yeah. clean. Yeah. But, but, I mean, he's, he's the closest you can get to all comedy and be good, you know? Like, there, there's not that many people. Because, I mean, here's the thing. What's interesting to talk about? 
things that you can't really talk about that yeah. much. And if you can figure a way to like finagle your way through the line, yeah, it's great. It's beautiful, you know. Man. But you know that one of the best jokes I have right now. It's it's about like uh like how asexuals are part of like LGBTQ, and it's not even making fun of as- if you're asexual. That's awesome, dude. Be be whoever you want. I'm a firm believer. Be whatever you want. But it's like, how did they jump into that crew? Like LGBT people are people like the most discriminated in in all of history for who they have sex with asexuals don't have sex (laughs) like they just they're like yo we don't like to fuck but we like to party you know it's it's like it doesn't it's whatever but some people pull back just because they use the term lgbtq and it's like hold up give it a second i'm not i'm not going out here just blasting people but you dance the line you you know you just find like a funny way to go through it so i feel like dave Chappelle in the closer if you've ever seen that just like cut through the line when it came to all that shit well, that guy, I mean, he has 30 years of, of yeah. you know, reputation. Like, like it, it, is, it is a lot easier. Like, sometimes you see guys, once you build up a name, and it's because they went through the trenches forever, yeah. they get the buy-in to go in and make a joke about something, you know. To some degree, it, it helps a little bit. But they also did all the mics, ate it forever, and then figured out how to talk about risky stuff and then do it properly, yeah. you know. But How long do you think... Uh this is going to be in your future. Like, do you think this is just a phase as a comedian, Adam? Do you think... You're talking about, what, doing comedy? Yeah. It's just a phase, right? You're going yeah. to get into the church. You're going to... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a clear... I'm going to be a choir boy next week. Um, you're a little corrupt right now, but yeah. you're going to figure it out. Yeah. I want to be a deacon one day. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I've thought about that. Man, I've given up a lot of my life. It's weird. Like, I've given up a lot of my life to yeah. do this. Like, like certain relationships kind of haven't worked out to some degree because I'm, you know, going to mics or, or like I, I, uh, I put off getting different jobs yeah. just so I can do whatever. I don't want to quit. I don't, I don't have a feeling like, like I want to quit. I think I'm finally writing stuff that I think is kind of unique to me in the way that I think. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a few more years, you know. Yeah. I'm going to give it at least three more. I've really been doing it for two years. So really a baby in comedy. Stuff. Yeah. So you're I'll, give it three more years. It's more than half of what you've already experienced. I'll give it three till I'm 30. And then if I'm getting, like, legit booked on shows and I can see, like, a pathway to do it, I'll keep doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably always do it for fun. But on the back end, at some point i got to have kids. You know, I want to raise a family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, what about you? you got to make her laugh. That's going to be a yeah. whole ordeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Honestly, like, I have this, which is my baby. This yeah. is what I do. I just got... Added on by ESPN doing freelance play-by-play commentary. I saw that, by the way. Which is softball, fun. Softball, beautiful. God, I love softball, man. It's great, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you look like it. But, <laughs> yeah. So, like, stand-up comedy, I love, I want to get into it. Like, I feel like I had couch humor growing up. I have yeah. a ton of weird stories, weird yeah. and embarrassing stories that I feel like I could use as material if sure. I time it right and everything. I really got to go over it and write it out. Definitely. But, it, like, honestly... If anything else, use it to network with other comics. Because I've always yeah. loved stand-up comedy to get in with comics and be able to meet certain people that I didn't think sure. I'd be able to meet to do it that way and yeah. hopefully get a few laughs along the way. You're already back up backstage of Tempe Improv. That's sick. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's cool. Like you, know? li- like, you want me to go up? Like, yeah. I applied for it and they're just like, yeah, it's yours if you want it. I'm like, <laughs> you got it. Your funeral, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, like, end of the day, like, I have nothing to lose when it comes to stand-up comedy. Like, I've done yeah. so many weird things. Like, I've done films, too, where I've had to do weird things yep. to the point where, like, I'm all numbed out when it comes to an embarrassment. Like, yeah. I literally, the, the night you saw me was probably the worst I've done out of, like, five or six sets at this point. And I'm sure. still, like, I got off the stage, and I'm just like, eh, it's over with. But, yeah. like, that sucked. Yeah. 
It happens, man. But I mean, that's, again, I think that's what differentiates. It's like, look, man, I can go up there. If you don't go up there with too much ego and you go there with a thick skin, it's like sometimes I'm going to hit, sometimes I'm not. Yeah. When I get good enough, I'll be good to go, you know? And again, I think you have, I think you have a good knack of it. Maybe it's through doing stuff like this, whatever. You know, I have good, I have good communication skills. You I do. can talk to an audience. Yeah, absolutely. But. Which is good. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things, man. Again, some guys will go up and just do their bits. It's like, hey, man, talk to the people. Actually communicate with them. You like, know? you can tell when you're, like, robotic and, like, oh, he practiced this over, like, 200 times before he yeah. came up here. The guy that tells the jokes in the mirror, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, like, that's, it's like, those guys are psychopaths, dude. It's, oh, you know, God. It's good to be prepped, but it's not going to play out the way that you think in your head. Generally, more often than not. Like, some know? people, especially starting out, are probably thinking, like, I just got to hit all the lines that I remembered in my head. Like, you're more focused on yeah. memorizing the lines than yeah. you are actually connecting with the audience. Yeah. Which is the most important thing, even though it's very difficult to do at bars. Sure. That's, that's what you see with uh, theater kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, theater kids. That's Brian Callen's probably one of the only guys that's, like, a theater, like, actor guy yeah. that's good at stand-up. Because everybody else goes up there and they're like all over the place you know they're talking <laughs> with their hands and it's like you gotta keep it like dial it in dog. like dial it in there was one chick at open mic that literally was like looking at her notes and then she like lost her train of thought and lost where she was so she was flipping through pages for at least 30 seconds straight dude it's not like, good yeah yep <laughs> what are you doing you gotta be better prepped than that i mean and look everybody can lose it up there again that's what's so tough that's like one thing like like i uh Dude, it's got to be so awesome. I wish I was musically talented. Oh, my you could, God. Dude, you like, Jamie go Foxx goes up there, starts ripping yeah. the piano. Even, like, a local bar player. Because, like, whether people are listening to or not, it's just helping the vibe of the room. But you're not expecting a laugh every four yeah. seconds. And if you're not, then, you know, you're not bombing. Like, if you miss a chord, you just fix it, keep playing. You know, it's not that bad. But with this... All eyes on you, baby. <laughs> you, you, you. The spotlight is on you. Yeah, dude, there's nothing worse than a bomb. There's nothing better than, like, doing good. You know, that's, that's the thing. It's like a nice feel and, and all that kind of stuff. The thing but. is that where you're at in your career and, like, where I'm at doing a couple of open mics, it's like almost everybody you see isn't really, like, killing so, no. like, at least you know, like, going up, like, I'm not going to be the worst one here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that part does you, – it's, it's a nice little crutch, especially yeah. as you're starting up. For me, it's like no matter how, how good or bad, I'm like, I got to do better, you know? Yeah. Like, whether I do a good show or not, I'm like, ah, if I want to do this – Just outperform yourself every time you go I got up three there. more years to make it work, baby. <laughs> That's the plan, the three-year plan. I've killed so many relationships in my life. <laughs> I, I gotta like, what do you mean? Work. Like, friendships? or like No, 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 not like that. Girlfriends? I just mean, yeah, there's been times when, like, I've been in, like, a relationship, and it's like – we didn't have, like, a really great connection. Like, I don't really date to date anymore at this yeah. point. It, it's, it's like, you know, if I meet somebody, I'll give it a shot, you know, and if we're hitting it off. But aside from that, it's like, again, I don't have that much time, dude. I, I know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just this, like, little clock that I put on myself to put pressure. Yeah. But if I'm not going out to multiple mics a week, I'm like, what am I doing then? Do it. Like, I've, I've spent thousands of hours trying to do this now. You know, and you, again, you spend three, four hours, you get five minutes yeah. You know, so you better be really trying if you're going to do it. Or if you're doing it for fun, that's awesome too. That's totally fine. But you know, I don't want to be sending emails for the rest of my life, you mm. know? Like, I, I want to do something fun. And comedy's fun, man. You get to travel the U.S. I like traveling a bunch. And yeah. That'd be a great setup. There's nothing better than making a person laugh, you know? Like, because it's honest, dude. I think that's why people get mad at comedy too. You know, you know, like when somebody will say something in like like a like a non PC realm. Yeah. And it's oh, like yeah. it's like why? Because you might not like it, but that whole crowd laughed, and it's so hard if somebody says something just undeniably funny not to laugh. You know, 
And it says it's because they're doing something truthful to a small degree, at least. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's why people get mad at comics, you know? That's why people want to take out Joe Rogan's, you know? Rogies, they, they're after him. Because, like, first of all, you're not going to beat him. The guy's too big. He's too big to fail pretty much at this point. But, you know. Frickin' what's-his-face? Neil Young tried to get him. Neil fucking Young. Neil Young. Who gives a fuck about your career? Neil Young <laughs> couldn't bury Joe Rogan. Yeah, the guy's, dude. like, 75. He's like, I'm going to take all my content off of Spotify. Yeah. Go listen to it on Apple, bitch. Here, he's got some good songs. I've never searched for Neil Young. No. In my entire life. And I'm sure there are people that have. I'm not, you know, the guys... The guys there are a couple of good. other artists that I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. Just yeah. like a relevant, like, yeah. B artist that are like, yeah, I'm going to join the movement. Yeah. And I'm like... Well, half the people do it for clicks. They're, they're like, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. It's like, your business doesn't do shit for <laughs> yeah. us. You're, you're garbage, you know? Spotify, like, didn't even blink. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're like, okay, good. We're not going to pay you. We don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> How many subscribers does, does Spotify get from Neil Young? Yeah. Like, they're like, I got to get his stuff. Just go to Apple Music, dude. But you can only get Rogan at Spotify. So it's a dumb business move, you know? And he's going to, like, I mean, who cares at this point? But I think he did it, for the most part, I think he did it, too, from, like, vax misinformation. Yeah. Two years after the pandemic, it's like, dude, nobody even cares that much anymore. Like, if you do, that's fine, that's cool, live your own life, 100%. Who gives a shit at this point? Like, you shouldn't say that. Like, the, what, you say that the vax isn't as strong as they, think they thought? 98% of people think that now. Can we be honest? It didn't work the way it was supposed to. Nope. Definitely didn't. I, now, I'm not saying don't get it by any means. If you need to get it, get it, whatever. But it's not controversial now, no. you know? No. It's not at all, dude. No, you're 100% right. Like, 90, 98%, 99% of people out there all think the same. But for whatever reason, you, can't you, you don't see it on TV. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so glad, like, COVID's pretty much done now. The only thing I really wanted is, like, you know how sometimes when people get, like, diseases, they name the disease after yeah. the person? My dream was for them to name COVID after, like, Tom Hanks was the biggest guy that got it. Yeah. I thought it'd be so funny if they named it Tom Hanks' disease. Just because you imagine all the conversation, or like CNN's TH, death clicker. Yeah. yeah, it's like two million people have died this month from Tom Hanks disease. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that would have been my favorite thing ever of like, dude, grandma died. What happened? Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks disease, <laughs> dude. Fucking Tom Hanks disease. That, uh, that was what I was hoping for. It would take too much away from Lou Gehrig's disease, though. That's know? exactly what I was, I was like. Also, though, I don't know. do you want your legacy to be the name of a disease? You know, yeah. like, like Lou Gehrig for the rest. I didn't know who Lou Gehrig was forever. Up until, like, I was like, I know Lou Gehrig's disease. I was like, who is this guy? And then I found out, and I was like, oh, that's shitty, man. But yeah. That'd be like naming it's Parkinson's brutal. Matthew Fox disease. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like, be horrible. MJF disease. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Or Ozzy disease. Ozzy. I think he's got it too. Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne? Osbourne? Yeah. Yeah. That's rough, man. Make oh. some dope paintings with it. <laughs> but God. aside from that, you know, God. at least these days. That's one of those things, man. Do you, do you, do you like, uh, I guess, go to museums for, like, art much, anything like that? Dude, I, like, my whole life, I thought going to the MoMA would be, like, the biggest thing, like, Museum really? of Modern Art. I mean, I just thought, because it's the MoMA. Like, everybody knows to some, they've heard of yeah. it, whatever. I remember I went there, I went there for, like, a, a trip in middle school. They had an entire wall with a canvas, with, like, with canvases. Each canvas was just a different color. <laughs> I was like, they literally took the thing in, like, Microsoft Paint where, you know, you click the box. They just put it up on the wall pretty much, and they're like, God, millions of dollars, bitch. Dude, <laughs> you know? Dude. Like, you guys are out of your mind, man. It's, it's smart. <laughs> I mean, whoever did it, dude, hey, for the money. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, dude, I'll be a prostitute for money. <laughs> like, I've got bills to pay, but I mean. I think Tommy Chong just made, like, $30 million off of his NFT alone. Did he really? Like, what are you going to do with that money, man? Dude. Hookers and blow, dude. <laughs> like, that's yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? No, I mean. The what, guy's 85. What do, yeah. That's one thing, dude. I mean, I don't get it, man. Do you see the Nelk kids? They've made, do you know how much money the Nelk kids have made off of? These TikTok kids, everybody shits on them. They're marketing geniuses, man. I mean, they're making a ton of money. Do you money. make TikToks? No, I've never done TikTok. Really? I've thought about doing like some some. You got to put sets, some more more reels out, like Jason. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Um, I I, I just don't want to do it unless it's good. Um, absolutely. Because I think there's so much content. I think right now that's the goal. Like right now, of just when when I'm ready to burn a joke, or if I do something good topical at a good spot where people can actually hear the audio, I'll I'll put it up. You know, if I film mm-hmm. it. But uh, I do need to do that more. I've been I've been lazy, lazy fuck. You know. I mean, my buddy made me a reel for my yeah. one that I did that we showed, and I'm like. I'm like about to post and then I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Hold back. Yeah. Hold back. I've done I've done a few open mics. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. That's the next step. For for me, it's like uh like I want the first six, seven, eight to be like good jokes that I know are good and yeah. then I'll stand by. You know? And then after that, so so like I, I have like two. One was a, a topical joke. It did okay. The other one was like one of my better jokes that's worked pretty well. But um I'm like, cause right now I don't have followers from stand-up, no. you know. Hey, but follow me. Everybody in the show. Not Adam Black. But no, Not keep going. Adam Black. Keep going. You can sh- MILFs, moms, single people, guys, girls, follow it. So, but, um, yeah. Uh, I got two reels. That's it, you know. It's, yeah. But, like, I, I do. Because once I start meeting people that, like, actually do it, I want to be able to, like, follow them. And like, oh, okay, he's got some funny stuff. Like, maybe I only saw five minutes, but I know he's got jokes to get booked up. It's such a hustle, man, doing, like, stand-up comedy. Like, it's, uh... Five minutes is honestly more than enough if you have a decent set. Yeah, yeah. I'd love more time. Like, in ten minutes, I think I could get way more done in ten minutes. Yes. Like, and I, I can actually talk to these people, tell a story. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, the confines of time is, like, like a weird thing. Like, kind of like, have you ever had a girlfriend that they, like, you love them to death, but it's like, dude, that's my problem. I've been doing stand-up, and I care too much about stand-up. To where I'm like, hey, cut the fat from the story, dude. Yeah. I'm dying over here. You just told me cut 15, the fluff. 15 minutes about your trip to the mall. I'm going to die, dude. I'm going to die. <laughs> Long story short. Yes. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think sales, I think I, I started stand-up really around the time I did sales too, and they helped together. Because oh, yeah. copier sales is a nightmare. It's just knocking on doors and they're like, get the fuck out of our business. <laughs> right. like, I'm sorry. You know when you dip out? Like you just knock on the door. I know this isn't going anywhere. I'm sorry I even knocked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, dude, when you're, especially when you're like a rookie, like I'd go into like a Hertz auto place, be like, can I sell a copier here? And then they're like, we're a billion dollar company. This is just a branch. Get out of here, you know? But it helped with comedy because, I, I don't know, I, like, that part of me that cared about what people thought died. Like, that yeah. part's gone for the most part. It's, it's <laughs> tough to feel embarrassed at this point. It's weird. What would you say to end this, to okay. bring this full circle, is sure, your sure. first um, or your most embarrassing story that you think you could turn into a, a bit? A bit. Man, the Escalator 2 for one, that one stuck with me for a long time. Most embarrassing. It's not sexual? Dude, I don't even know. Not even? They're all sexual? There, I mean, there's been some embarrassing sexual ones, of course. Everybody does at some point or another. Well, let them rip. Dude, I don't want to. You said you asked if you can talk about anything. All right. I two-pump jumped once. It, it fucking happens, you know? Nobody wants to talk about that two either, too. Two-pump jump. Dude, that's a thing that girls have over guys. Guys, look, I'll, I'll admit it. Girls have it a lot harder than most yeah. guys. Uh, guys can be sexually, like, made fun of so easy 
what are you going to do, say, to a girl for the most part? Like, like I get it. Like, there are assholes that be like, oh, she's fat, whatever. But if a guy's born with a small dick, dude, he just lives that. I'm average, by the way. Get in my DMs. Um, no, but everything else... I don't again. I don't even know where I'm gonna go with it, but yeah. I mean, that's that's probably it. I guess you know. Escalator two stuck for a long time. That was that was the one that got to me. That's why I'm doing comedy now because I'm a bitch, (laughs) you know. But oh well. Man, I don't know if you can turn those into bits. Yeah, I'll work on it. You really have to work on them. I've thought about one. I've thought about one, but you know, what are you gonna do? So I'll work it out at some point. Yeah. Okay. I I. Again, like, just in, like, films I did, I had to make out with a wooden chair in a film that they actually have in the TriCaster somewhere. Sometimes when I'm talking to my guests after shows, they'll unannounce it, but my buddies will put it up on the screen. Don't don't just just burn that film. OnlyFans, dude. There's a market for that, It won an award. Weirdest film at, like, the Miami Underground Film Festival. I love that for you. And I'm like, award-winning actor, baby. Award-winning actor. Soup of the day, making out with chairs. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, you're big in, I don't even know, you're big in some parts of Asia. That, that's oh, so, first that's time I go to Southeast, South it's you. It's you. It's holy you're shit. The, you're the Miami Underground Film Festival. <laughs> Woo, you got splinters in the gums? <laughs> like, what are you? I think my name was like Ralphie or something. It's Ralphie. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. No that's, way. That's, uh, a, that's a rough one. You want to hear the story of the time J-Lo winked at me? Yeah, what are, what are, why are you letting me talk? Give me that We'll story. end with this. I think I've told this on the show a few times, way back in the day, mm-hmm. like the first 50 or 100 episodes. I do have one embarrassing one after. Keep going, sorry. No, you go. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 we'll end you with go, you. You go, I'm a humble guest. Go I'll let it. you, no, no, I'll let you mean event. I'm cutting you off, go. <clears throat> but uh, it was a ESPN Sunday Night Baseball broadcast. I was working security for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This yeah. was five years ago, like freshman year in college. Yeah. Freshman year in college job, working with a baseball team, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Alex Rodriguez, who was dating J-Lo at the time, Matt Vaskurgeon, Jessica Mendoza, I think they're the three ESPN broadcasters. Um, my job that night was to guard the production truck that they were going to be coming into and out of before the game and after the game. So after Look the how game, far you've come. Security after the game was over. Yeah. Right? Right? Um, but I was guarding the, uh, the truck that came in. I was like, oh, Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Vaskurgeon, like, don't even, like, give me the light of day. Don't even acknowledge me, right? Just yep. go, they go into the truck. So I'm like, all right, my shift's basically over. I really have to go to the bathroom at this point, right? Yep. I'm like, where, where can I go? Like, there's a porta potty, like, right across from the production truck. I'm like, hey, you got, like, a walkie-talkie. I'm like, can I go to the bathroom? They're like, yeah, sure, why not? Go for it. And uh, I go in there, got to take a deuce. Number two at a porta potty is just, like, never fun, right? Yep. And there's no lock on the porta potty, which sucks, because, like, yeah. I'm always anxious. I'm like, who's. Who's going to come in? You're kind of holding it, hoping. Right? Like. <laughs> I didn't even think that far. You can kick it open, too. Probably say, hey, come on in. That. It's a porta potty Everything goes. But, like, you know that feeling when, like, you're just in the bathroom and you're so vulnerable and someone just, like, walks yeah. in without knocking and yeah. you're just like, someone's in here. Like, that John Mulaney bit. He's like, yeah, someone's yeah. in here. And it was A-Rod. Okay? Like, I grew up a New York Yankee fan. Like, that guy was one of my, like, idols to, growing into an up, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, A-Rod just saw my junk. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, what am I going to, and I, like, was just, like, wiping my ass, like, what am I going to say to A-Rod out there? Yeah, like, the guy yeah. just, and he's just waiting patiently, like, he was like, ooh, sorry. But I got out of there, I'm like, Mr. Rodriguez, so sorry about that. He just, like, slapped his big baseball mitt on my chest, like, five-starred me in the chest. Yeah. He's like, uh, at least it wasn't Jennifer, man. Went into the bathroom, I turned around, like, a Chevy Tahoe's just waiting, she's in the passenger seat. Nice. And she just, like, winked at me, I'm like... Okay, and I just, right. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I will take it. Yeah, 
That's that's a good one, man. That's awesome. I thought you were gonna walk out and he's like packing heat, Jackie boy. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. He's like, like, Oh, thank you. I played baseball. I played baseball. That's a bat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've seen some logs in my day, man. Yeah, yeah. Mine, I'll do mine real quick. It it wasn't even that that embarrassing, but I remember just feeling like embarrassed, like like under the barrel of a gun. Um, I was doing extra work for the show Bloodline, which was shot down oh, in yeah. South Florida. Yeah. I, was, I was back for the summer. Um, I don't want to say Kyle Chandler. So Kyle Chandler is the guy that did, like, Friday Night Lights. He's the main guy in Bloodline. He was on a, on a he, bunch of he stuff. He was um, in um, the most depressing movie of all time, Manchester by the Sea with yes. um, Casey, uh, Casey Affleck. Affleck. Yep, yeah. yep, that's the guy. Um, and so in it, I'm just an extra whatever. You know, I, again, I just love seeing what's going on. Um, and my whole role was I was his daughter's, like, boyfriend picking her up in a car. Um, and so we had to do 15 takes where I pull a car in, then I have to back up the car, go, and she, like, gets into the car. So there's two things that was embarrassing. After, like, the 15th take, they do a break, and he walks up over there, and he just goes, hey, man, you're going to pick up my fucking daughter and not say anything to me? And I was like, um, um, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, Kyle. And he goes, nah, I'm just fucking with you, man. You having a good day? Like, thanks so much for coming out. I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like Did you confront him about it? Like, what the fuck, man? Or no, was it no, like, I, oh, yes, sir? There, yeah, no, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Because uh, it's his daughter in the show. It's not even yeah. his real daughter or whatever. And, but he's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so he's like a really cool guy. Uh, and then the other thing was we did that take like 15 times and me and the girl like we're in we're in like a tinted car we didn't think that the cameras could see us through so it wasn't even that bad but we did like fucking 15 20 after like the 14th one they're like hey you guys know we can see your face through the camera right and so the whole scene is like she gets in and you can actually see it the clip that they kept i just like look at her look forward, and then back up like a robot, dude. And that's on Netflix forever. <laughs> like it's, and so that was it. I mean, that was, that was, that was the whole why, thing. Why are we promoting this? Oh, what, yeah, I'm going to be that extra Fuck guy stand that's up. like, you guys don't understand, dude. I had three seconds on Bloodline. I'm I murdered it on like Bloodline. In, do you know how many girls have gotten from that show? <laughs> no, no. But, um, Not Adam Black. Not Adam Black. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on for the uh, O'Hara show. I like it. Thank man. you very much. Awesome. It's the O show, by the way. The O show. Shoot. I gotta. I'll do research <laughs> so next time. So many people come in here. They're like the O'Hara show. I'm like, that's not even my last name. Yeah, O'Hara is not. Yeah. I'm like, where, where are you getting that? <laughs> L.A. <to> O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are, do you read? Like, are you blind? We just think do of an airport because your, your career's taken off, man. I got to do a gig at O'Hara Airport. I'll be the airport guy. Do it, dude. Honestly, the you airport should, special. You should just pitch Jesus in the front. You know, I'll go with you. I know, you know, I know some missionary stuff. We'll just, we'll, com- we'll make some converts. The most controversial Netflix special of all time. Attacking Christians, attacking airports. Yeah. Where will these two stop? Where they, will they? We're going to get canceled tomorrow, so. Well, that's not Adam Black. Thanks so much. I am Jack O'Hara. Those are our Instagram handles. But this was episode 501 of the podcast, guys. Uh, check them out. Do you have any other shows that are booked coming up? Yeah, so I'm going to be at uh, House of Comedy April 6th on uh, Daniel Bridgegat's show. Yes, it's sir. called DBG, DGB and uh, Friends. So There you go. I'll be at Tempe Improv on April 14th. I need at least 10 people to show up to do it, though. So I'll go with you. There you go. I got one. I, got, I need nine more people to show up in order to do it. But this was episode 501. Guys, head on over to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. Remember to uh, sign up for that. It's a... Uh, It's a workout developed by the man, ladies and gentlemen, Floyd Money Mayweather, the most 
badass, undefeated, lightweight champion in history. Also use that promo code, capital B-L-E-A-V-50, for 50% off using betonline.ag. Hit the lights, Hank. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.